Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, Hundred. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. As I was saying, you are in the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast, and I am your host, and I am. Okay, we're still going. Sorry about that, guys, but it is St. Patrick's Day, so it is all things Irish. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. You are in the 5 foot nothing, 100 nothing podcast. I am your host, and I am 5 foot nothing, 100 nothing. Now, I did get some heat from a buddy of mine who said that I was too anonymous with my introduction. So I'll introduce myself in a different way, but this kind of depends on how you know me. Because I am five foot nothing, a hundred nothing. But you might know me as Palk. You might know me as MJ. You might know me as P. Diddy. Let's go back to high school for that one. <laughs> you might know me as Tex for the one year I spent in Indiana. I just so happened to be from Texas. <clears throat> so I earned that fun nickname. But I'm still going to have fun with the anonymity of the whole thing, but you can call me Palk, you can call me Tex, you can call me Rudy, I earned that nickname, that's, I mean, that's pretty obvious, I'm five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, yeah, I've been called Rudy in my day, so, however you want to refer to me, I'm cool with it, but welcome into the latest episode, I was off for a week, I had spring break last week with my kids, and I was sick, actually, which I I don't know if I'm not sick anymore. Uh, I sound a little sketchy, but we're, we're going to have fun with this anyway today. It's St. Patrick's Day. Not a better day to do a Notre Dame Irish-centric podcast than on St. Patrick's Day. So there, there's some stuff I want to go over. The meat of today is going to be me discussing... Notre Dame and the NFL Draft. But there are some things we we can discuss. Um, First, I'm sure all of you saw Drew Brees retired. And like in minutes, it felt like, from being retired to he's now in the booth with Mike Tirico for Notre Dame games. And I'm on the fence about the whole thing. Um, not because I don't think Breeze do a good job. Uh, the positives or the pros of the whole thing is I think he's going to be better than Dungy. And I say that because a lot of people like Dungy. But my feeling is Dungy was kind of boring. Yeah, he knew his stuff. He was smart. He was an NFL head coach. I mean, he gets it. He understands the game, obviously. But... His approach was 
I don't know, it left a lot to be desired, if we're going to be honest. And uh, I'm hoping Breeze gives a little bit of a, a spark to it, some personality, some excitement. Having said that, not a fan that he's a Purdue guy, who, by the way, we play our third game, second home game, is against Purdue, the fighting Drew Breeses. So I, how hard is it to get a guy who's not a rival of Notre Dame or at least a common opponent? I mean, shit, we had Pat Hayden. Cool, he went to USC. Well, why do we need that guy? Then we go to uh, Flutie, Boston College. Then we got Breeze. Can we just get a Notre Dame guy? There's a guy I know. He's pretty good at talking on television and into a microphone. Way better than I'll ever be. <clears throat> Brady Quinn, heard of him? Yeah. I don't know why we don't have that guy. It doesn't make any sense. He's like the perfect guy for that role. Why are we not getting Brady on board? Not Tom Brady. Brady Quinn. Got to emphasize that. But and maybe he was named Brady after Tom Brady. But I don't think Brady was – Tom Brady was doing what he's doing today when Brady Quinn was born. But, you know, that just – I don't understand. I know NBC's NBC. They're not – Notre Dame doesn't own NBC. And we can't say who or who doesn't get in the booth. But I'm about over the former quarterbacks that were rivals of Notre Dame being in the booth. And expect them to call games objectively. You know, Tony Dungy was fine in, in that regard. I guess what, he went to Stanford, I think. But he was fine. I He was just kind of boring. And I'm not a boring guy. I don't do boring. I don't handle boring. <laughs> Boring's not my thing. I'm loud and obnoxious. That's that's what I do. So, but that, enough about the something that hasn't even happened yet. So we don't even know what to expect from Drew Brees. We have no idea. But and a quick weather check because last time I saw you guys, uh, we had a freeze. Then we had a little bit of decent weather, and guess what? It hadn't stopped. It's been. I've been put on a jacket since the freeze in mid-February. It's been fantastic. We've got a month straight, and I'm doing awesome. I got baseball now. You know, it's life's okay in five foot nothing, hundred nothing world. I'll tell you that much. And if if you don't like the weather you're in right now, come down to Corpus Christi. We could use some cool Notre Dame fans. Or just cool people, because I know some of you are Notre Dame fans listening to me right now. That's okay. But the meat of today, as I uh, mentioned earlier, I want to talk about Notre Dame players in the NFL draft coming up. I know you guys seen a lot of mock drafts and all this stuff. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, because I'm not going to pretend to be Mike Mayock or, you know, all these geniuses or experts, Matt Miller, all the, I don't know the NFL 
in terms of deciphering talent in any way. I'm just going to go by what I've read, what I've seen, and I'll spend more time on other players than some, but that's just because I I don't know enough to start analyzing and saying they should go to this team or that team. I don't know all the NFL teams. I barely know the Giants, and I'm a fan of the Giants. And it's all my Bears <laughs> It's all my Bears fans listening because I know Notre Dame and the Bears kind of go together being up north. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys can't catch a break. But I will appreciate the, the Twitter uh, memes and banter and tweets that just make fun of the Bears. It's, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of fun. It's fun. <clears throat> okay, so... We're, what, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. The NFL Draft is a month and a half away. It's April 29th. It's going to be in Cleveland, the land of where Notre Dame quarterbacks go to die, apparently. But Notre Dame's got 12 guys, 12 names, who are going to be in the draft. But I'm going to add a 13th just because he was a beast when he was with Notre Dame, and now he's NFL draft eligible. Uh, the name I'm adding is KJ Stefferson. And if you're a Notre Dame guy, you know that name. Kid was a badass as a freshman. Unfortunately, he kind of couldn't get out of his own way. That's why he ended up at Jacksonville State. It's unfortunate, but the kid can play. And I'm kind of curious to see where he lands. Uh, receivers that the new hot commodity in the NFL. So I, there's a lot of places he can go. A lot of places he can go. And honestly, I wouldn't hate it if he ended up with the Giants. I mean, I wanted Chase Claypool there last year. The Giants just lost Golden Tate. He's not going to be returning to the team. Daniel Jones is, I don't know what he is. He, he leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, but, He's not awful, you know, but at the same time, he's got nobody to throw the damn ball to. So uh, Darius Slayton's fine, but it, and, uh, it, I don't know how much KJ Stefferson has changed his off the field approach, but with that talent, you know, but I'd like to see it. Let's see what happens. But. He's the guy I wanted to add to the list because he was a former Notre Dame product, and I think he's got a lot of potential, you know. But so I'm going to run through the names first, and then I'll kind of discuss where they could be drafted if they're drafted at all. You know, and I'm just going to do this alphabetical order. Uh, but the 12 names we've got that are coming out of Notre Dame, draft eligible, are Aaron Banks, Ian Book, Liam Eikenberg, Robert Hainsey, Dalen Hayes, Tommy Kramer, Javon McKinley, Nick McLeod, Eddie Ugadeji, Jeremiah Awusa Karamoa, Tommy Tremble, and Benny Skoronik. Okay, so some of those names you already know. Like, oh, they're for sure getting drafted. You know, Owusu Karamoa, the Joker, definitely going to get drafted. He's our probably our only first-round pick. Um, 
Eichenberg and Banks and Hayes and Tremble. You know, all these guys are going to get drafted. But where? And I'm not trying – I'm not going to project where they're going to go. I'm just going to go by what I've seen, what I've read. And I did some homework. I, I did this homework like two weeks ago, and then, you know, things come up, and I didn't talk about it. But it's okay because the draft is until April. But the, the first name that's going to go off the board for a Notre Dame player is, without question, JOK. I mean, but where? And I could spend a little more time on this guy because – They've done a lot of coverage because they're always going to cover the first-round picks. They always do. And I've seen the Joker as high as number eight to the Panthers. Now, I would love to see that just for being a top-ten pick. Um, And the Panthers aren't a terrible franchise. I think they've got some positive things going their direction. But in reality, I don't see – the Joker as a top 10 pick. I don't see him ending up there because all I went through a lot of different projections and different mocks and uh, JOK is going to be somewhere in the 15 to like 26 range. And I know it seems like a big pit, but it's, you know, middle to the, the late first round, which is where I expected him. And then it, bec- it becomes a game of needs. You know, who needs that athletic linebacker that can do so much, that could almost like a hybrid safety as far as the NFL goes because of his size. He's got a ton of talent. Um, a popular landing destination seems to be the Raiders at 17. Now, if he goes to the Raiders at 17, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But when I watch the NFL draft and Notre Dame players, my first thing is I want them to go somewhere, whether it's a first round, second round, third round, fourth. I don't care. I don't care where they get drafted. I want them to go to a place where they can succeed and do something. Like, for example, Chase Claypool going to Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh's a great franchise. That's why he did what he did this year. I mean, he was talented, no doubt. But I I felt like he was a first-round talent. But the fact that he fell to the second round and got to go play in a system like Pittsburgh allowed him to succeed. That's why I made the joke that, oh, Cleveland, that's where quarterbacks go to die. Because Brady Quinn and uh, Deshaun Kaiser specifically, I mean, there's a litany of quarterbacks that went to Cleveland and failed. And it's because of the, the franchise, the organization. It sucks. You don't want to go somewhere where you're going to fail. Like, that's not fun. So I say all that to say, are the Raiders in a different place than they were, you know, five, six, seven years ago? They got Gruden now. I, Al Davis is gone, but his son's still there doing whatever. Looking like Lloyd Christmas, but the Raiders wouldn't be terrible. I just, I don't know what the Raiders are. Okay, so you look at other landing spots. Um, I've seen them as high uh, after the Panthers. The Patriots at 15. And 
I don't know. I don't think the Patriots are what they once were. I think they're still a good franchise. I think Robert Kraft is a good owner if he's staying on the massage parlors and things. I question how good Belichick is. Brady left and they went to tank. But they didn't have the best roster either this year. So who knows? But then could he go to the Dolphins at 18? What about the Bears at 20? How about the Bears? The Titans at 22. The Jaguars at 25. The Browns at 26. The Browns are a different franchise now. I, I'll poke fun at the Browns all day. You know, like earlier today, I took the Browns to the Super Bowl. That was a common joke when I was a kid growing up. But they've, they've turned a corner, it appears. So, Joker going to the Browns wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad thing. I I think that'd be cool to see. And I know a lot of us Notre Dame fans. I'm not one, but a lot of you are Bears fans. I think it'd be cool to see the Joker in a Bears uniform. But if I'm if I got to pick his landing spot based on projections and mocks I've seen. I would like him to end up at the Titans. I think the Titans are a good franchise. I think they're managed well. I think they've got a good future. And I think he would look sharp in the in the Titans uniform. I think he can make some things happen. So it'll be fun to see where he lands. Uh, I've even seen the Colts. And, you know, that's a Notre Dame kind of local NFL team. The Colts are on the way up. I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to revert back to what he used to be. But, you know, Jim Irsay and the Colts, they want to win games. They want to do whatever they can do it. So with that in mind, maybe the Colts are a good spot. You know, we'll see. But he's going to be our only one, uh, only number one uh, first-round draft pick. There's nobody else. I, Lee Eikenberg, who is the next guy in terms of rating, he's not going to go till mid-late second round. So it's the Joker. That's the guy we don't want to watch for on day one of the draft. You know, he's going to be the only guy. Day two, we'll probably show you Liam Eikenberg and. I don't have as much information on him because I I don't know what NFL teams are looking for out of tackles. I don't know what they're expecting. I don't know what they're looking for. What I can say is some projections have shown him go to the Chiefs. And Eric Fisher just got released. I'm not saying he's about to jump in to be Eric Fisher. But the Chiefs are a solid franchise right now. I mean, when does that train stop rolling? They've got, they've got guys. I mean, they've got Mahomes for what? How many year, more years? Uh, Edwards Alaire looks solid. They've got receivers galore. Uh, it, it'd be cool to have a Notre Dame guy on a successful team like the Chiefs. So we'll see where Eichenberg goes. He's tough. He's good. Um, he's going to be a badass in the NFL. So I. I'm anxious to see where he goes. You know, after him is probably going to be Dalen Hayes. 
And you're looking at the third round for Hayes. Because he impressed it in the senior bowl down there in Mobile, Alabama. He was impressive to some guys. And he's moved up. I think when it started, he was like a fourth or fifth round. He's kind of jumped into that third round spot. Now, again, not sure where he's going to go. Because some of this depends on these teams who drafted in the first and second round. What what were their needs and what did they draft prior to? Because if you need a defensive end, there's other defensive ends that are better than Dalen Hayes in this draft. So if they get drafted by that team, then, okay, well, they're not going to come around a round or two later and take another defensive end. So it kind of depends on where people are at in the draft. But a place I've seen him projected to is the Browns. And like I said with the Joker, the Browns are different. The Browns have improved. The Browns are better. I wouldn't hate seeing him go to the Browns. They've got Miles Garrett. Uh, he's a beast. But he, I think Hayes would, would fit in well there because he wouldn't. He wouldn't be expected to jump in and be a day one starter. Not at all. So if Hayes goes to the Browns, that could be that could be cool. I mean, hey, if Joker and Hayes go to the Browns, the I, the Browns are different. They just are. Uh, they're trying to be better. They're competing. So maybe a couple Notre Dame guys will will take him over the top. It'll be fun to see. So after Dalen Hayes, you're looking at Aaron Banks, who is projected to go in the fourth round. And again, it'd be it's just a matter of well, who's been drafted before by the by teams to see what's available. But I've seen it where Banks is going to the Texans, and I'm in Texas. If I gun to my head, I'm picking the Texas team. It's the Texans, not the Cowboys. I'm a Giants fan. I don't like the Cowboys. Cowboys are ridiculous. They're a train wreck. And I say that, and I don't know what the Texans are doing. It's it's crazy. I don't know if I want a Notre Dame guy to end up on the Texans anymore. I used to because I get to watch them on Sundays because we get the Texans games on television. But good Lord. What is happening with that team? So, yeah, we'll see. But I think Aaron Banks has a real chance to make an impact and be a good player regardless of where he goes. So we'll see what happens with that. But also in the fourth round, a guy that I'm anxious to see where he goes is Tommy Tremble. He left early. I wasn't expecting that. But Tommy Tremble made the jump to the NFL. And I'm kind of curious to see where he goes. I The projections I've seen got him ending up with the Bengals, which is where Eifert ended up you know, many years ago. I think that would be a great spot for Tremble. I think the Bengals are on the way up. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. Uh, you know, I know he got hurt, but I – I think the Bengals can turn this thing around. And I think Tremble could be a focal point. I think that would be a good spot for him to go. 
You know, but there's a, a bunch of teams that could use a tight end. I mean, hell, the Giants could use an, uh, Evan Ingram, just isn't it? Uh, I don't know what the deal is. He's got all this talent. He just doesn't seem to to have it. So, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh would be a great spot for Tremble. They don't exactly have the most established tight end situation. No, they had Eric Ebron last year. I think they had, was it Vance McDonald or did, did he leave? But, you know, the, the Steelers don't have a concrete situation at tight end. So maybe Tremble comes in and he can be that blocker fullback. You know, Pittsburgh likes to be a little uh, ground and pound at times. Tremble can fit that role perfectly. So we'll see where he goes. That'll be exciting. Um, that's what I'm. Really anxious to see where he ends up. After that, still in the fourth round in terms of projections, is uh, Adi Ugadeji, the defensive end. Now, he's got a lot of athleticism. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Same story as the previous guys. Who's drafted who? What teams need what? But I've seen him at the Colts. Uh... Again, I think the Colts are a decent team right now. I think the AFC South is wide open. Uh, the Titans are decent, but they can be beat. You know, so you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Adi. The Colts wouldn't be a bad landing spot at all. You know, there's there's plenty of teams that could use an athletic defensive end. So, you know, we'll see what happens. After him, in terms of kind of consensus. This is the last projected drafted Notre Dame player. And that's in the fifth round. It's Robert Hainsey. And, and again, I stress consensus, and I'll get into that. But Robert Hainsey, uh, nice offensive lineman. You know, I, I think he can be serviceable. I'm showing him going to the Eagles. I The Eagles need a lot of help. They, they need to protect their quarterback. So if Hainsey can step in and, and help with that situation, then that's awesome. You know, great for him. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Hainsey. But he's the last guy that is projected to be drafted in terms of most projections that I've found that go seven rounds deep. Some have a few other guys, but those were the guys that were drafted every time. Which surprises me. And I say that because a guy like Javon McKinley was rated higher in a lot of different just general rating top to bottom. Forget need, position, just best player, everything. Javon McKinley was higher than Robert Hainsey, Tommy Tremble, Adi Ugadeji. He was rated higher than those guys. But he's not shown to be drafted kind of consensusly. But I think that has to do with the wide receiver position. You know, he could get drafted. And I'd love to see it for him. I think he's got the talent. He was a four-star kid. I think he's got the talent. But, again, it's all about needs and how deep the wide receiver kind of pool is this year. Um. You know, you look at, like, Benny Skoronek. He's a receiver. He is extremely unlikely to be drafted. He's he's very low rated. 
He's just, it'd be nice, sure, but I think he's going to be like a, a practice squad, practice squad guy. Any other names I didn't mention? One was Nick McLeod, and that's another. Uh, maybe cornerback is deep. There's you know a lot of cornerbacks out there. I don't know if McLeod will get drafted. You know, we'll see. But the last name, which I'm sure you guys noticed I didn't mention yet, that's on this list, is our quarterback, Mr. Ian Book. A lot of projections don't have him being drafted. Which, I'm, okay, this is going to be a little two-sided from my point of view. Number one, is Ian Book limited? Yes. Is Did I think... He was NFL quarterback, like, oh, he's a no-doubter. No, I didn't. I didn't think this guy would be an NFL draft prospect to where, like, oh, he should be drafted. You know, I he seemed like the CFL, you know, Canadian football kind of guy. I just didn't – there's no way. You know, he's the ninth best quarterback in terms of where they're ranking him in the draft. But then you, you look at it further. You're like, hold on. Okay, he's the ninth best quarterback. So in seven rounds, will nine quarterbacks be drafted? There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. They need backups. I think Ian Book could be a serviceable backup. He's smart. Hook him in and do his job. And then when his time is over, if he's just a backup, he'll, he'll go back and accept his role. I mean, so, you know, and, and I heard all the time, Ian Book, like, how would you describe Ian Book? Like, I, and I'm, I'm critical of the guy. I'm not going to lie. I'm very critical of the guy. And you hear people, oh, he's a winner. He's a gamer. He's tough. He goes out and he gets the job done. He wins games. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a team guy first. And I'm like, great. You've described Tim Debo. You've literally described Tim Tebow, and how did that work out? And Tim Tebow was better than Ian Book. So, I mean, let's be realistic here, okay? So I look at it that way, right? And then you look at the draft, and you realize <laughs> there's five quarterbacks projected to go in the top ten. Five in the top ten, and Book is the ninth best quarterback. So what you're saying is, after the first 10 picks, you've got – I mean, I'm not a, a math wizard, but let me see what – I'll just do 30, make an even number. 210. So in the next 200-something picks, there's not going to be four quarterbacks taken? Seriously? I don't believe that for a second. Because, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, gone. Which, by the way, Mac Jones is a product of the Alabama system. He's going to be – if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I've said it before. I will eat my crow, serve it up. Mac Jones is going to be trash in the NFL. The dude is not good. He just was surrounded by NFL talent. He had NFL guys all over the place. So he just had to hand the ball to an NFL running back. He had to throw the ball to NFL receivers left, right, and center. He had NFL dudes blocking for him. Like, shit, anybody in the in the college could have played for that team. I mean, hell. 
And you know, it, it, perfect example. People, when Notre Dame played Clemson, could Notre Dame beat Clemson if Ian Book was on Clemson and Trevor Lawrence on Notre Dame? I believe that. Yes, I do. I think if Trevor Lawrence was Notre Dame's quarterback, we win. I think if Justin Fields is Notre Dame's quarterback, we could have won more games. If Mac Jones was Notre Dame's quarterback, it would not have been pretty. I think it would have been worse. Just because he's not mobile. And Ian Book made so many plays with his legs. So, uh, we'll see what happens with Mac Jones. I'm not high on that at all. So, But those five quarterbacks are going in the top ten picks. So then you look at the remaining quarterbacks that are being discussed. And you can't tell me Ian Book isn't in this group, which a lot of these guys are going to be drafted. Okay? Let's go through them. Brock Purdy, Iowa State. Did he impress anybody? He didn't impress me. We beat him. We whooped his ass, actually. Brock Purdy, Kyle Trask. Trask has been pretty good. I'll, I'll give him that. I expect him to be drafted. and I don't know if he'll be good or not. I think he's better than Jones. I really do. But again, I don't break it down like McShay and all these other characters. So I don't know. Sam Ellinger. What? Ian Book is better than Sam Ellinger. I'm sorry. Like, Ellinger does nothing for me. Kellen Mond. How inconsistent has Kellen Mond been? He looks like a Heisman guy, and then he looks like he's never played the position before. And you can say the same thing about Book throughout his career. But there is a difference. Ian Book, Mond lost a ton of games he should have won. Well, maybe not a ton, but he lost several games he should have won. Ian Book won all the games he was supposed to win. So... You want to talk about winner, this, that, or the other. I'll take Ian Book over Kellen Mond every day. Jamie Newman's been ta- being talked about being drafted? What did he do? Like, honestly, somebody message me. Find me on uh, MJPalk21 on Twitter. Five foot nothing pod on Twitter. Five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. Send me an email. What has Jamie Newman done that deserves to be drafted over Ian Book? Felipe Franks. He went to, like, what, three schools to prove nothing? Come on. KJ Costello? It's another one. I, if those guys are being drafted before Ian Book, we got problems. And I've seen it. So I do expect Ian Book to be drafted. I didn't say it at the beginning of the year. I didn't say it during the year. But now that I'm seeing these mock drafts come out, and quarterbacks being discussed and talked about. Yes, Ian Book has limitations. But so do the guys. Brock Purdy, Kyle Trask. I I know I'm going to crap on Purdy because we beat him, but I I think he does have some skills. But Trask, then after that, though, Ellinger, Maughan, Newman, Franks, Costello. Ian Book's got to be drafted if any of those dudes are being drafted. It's that simple. Like, you know. And I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what he can do. I just hope he goes to a place where, again, when the time is right, he gets a chance. You know, we'll see. And if other guys are drafted, you're looking at sixth, seventh round, like Tommy Kramer, uh, Javon McKinley, you know, maybe Benny Skoronek, maybe Nick McLeod. You know, we'll see. But 
I, I wanted to go through the NFL draft because I look forward to it, and I root for Notre Dame guys to get drafted. Obviously, that's what I do. But I root for them to go to a place where they can be somebody and, and make an impact and do something. If if they're good enough to do it, you know, we'll see it on Sundays. So it'll be fun. But if you guys agree with my take on Ian's book or anything I've said about these guys, you know, let me know about it. Uh, I'm always open to communication, conversation. You know, send it my way. So in I know uh, there's a lot of different teams these guys can go to, but again, all I can say is I hope they go somewhere where they can succeed. You know, so that's all I have to say about our NFL draft eligible Notre Dame players for 2021. But the last thing I want to talk about, because it starts tomorrow, is March Madness. We finally get some March Madness again. I missed it last year. I love it. I live for this. I like it better when Notre Dame's in the tournament. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Bray if we uh, get back to our mid-2000s, or sorry, mid-2010s, back-to-back Elite Eight runs. Because that was awesome. That was so much fun. But filling out my bracket without Notre Dame made it kind of easy. I'll be honest. And I don't know... What you guys have, you know, what, what your Final Four looks like, you know, what upsets you've got. But, you know, not, as we go through March Madness, I'll, I'll touch on my, uh, my picks and my teams, see how things are going. But my Final Four is going to be Gonzaga versus Michigan. I hate picking Michigan, but... They're good. I sometimes you got to use your brain, <laughs> and logic and reasoning is something I'm always going to bring. I'm going to hate on teams when I can hate on them for sure. But uh, even when it comes to basketball, I don't like Michigan, but it's what it is. But I've got Gonzaga versus Michigan and Baylor versus Houston. Houston has impressed me. I like Houston. I know I'm in Texas. I went to high school in the Houston area. But Houston, it's not a homer pick. I, I like Houston. I, I think that could be a nice little kind of an upset special to an extent. You know, but they don't have really a tough road. Uh, after their first round game, they got to beat probably Clemson, then West Virginia, and then Illinois. And I think Illinois is the weakest of the number one seeds. Obviously, because I've got the other three in the Final Four. But I do have Baylor meeting Gonzaga, and I've got Baylor winning. Baylor was impressive all season. I know they lost a couple games. I get it. And Gonzaga hasn't lost. I get it. But, and Gonzaga's been the feel-good story for, I don't even know how many years. 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 Probably more than decades close to, right? I mean, Gonzaga's always like, oh, I'm going to pick Gonzaga to win. I'm going to be that surprise guy. Well, it's no longer a surprise, but I still think the West Coast Conference is going to be kind of the the difference maker. I think Baylor playing in the Big 12 is going to change 
the the outcome of Baylor versus Gonzaga. Should it come down to Baylor versus Gonzaga like I'm predicting? I think that the Big 12 play is going to show more valuable, is going to prove to be more valuable. So we'll see what happens. But it's March Madness. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's a good day to be alive, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm living life. I'm having fun. I appreciate you guys very much. You know, if you got some of your Final Four picks, we can talk about basketball. There's not a ton of football to talk about. Send me your Final Four picks. Email, Twitter, however you want to get it to me. Just uh, send them over to me. And uh, I'll, I'll indulge in that conversation. And I know we, I went a lot of different directions today. And probably because I did a couple Irish car bombs before I did this today. And you know the deal. You, you're supposed to watch me for the changes and try to keep up. I didn't say it before, but I'm saying it now. So, uh, you know, as always, even if I'm two Irish car bombs in, a couple beers, it's St. Patty's Day. Let the shenanigans begin, right? Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And watch out for my next episode, hopefully next week. But happy St. Patrick's Day. Have a green beer on me. Let's do it. Five foot nothing, 100 nothing, out.